Hey guys, it's Ethan from the Around the League podcast, and I just wanted to go through a few sports headlines that have been coming out um, the last few days. Uh, one of the big ones is, of course, the Eagles game, um, in which Jalen Hurts was benched in uh, either the late third quarter. I, I think it was. I think it was midway through the fourth quarter. Um, Doug Peterson took out Jalen Hurts, and he put. I think his name is Nate. Sudfield in and his reasoning was he wanted Sudfield to get some reps at the end of the season, but it seemed to most people around the world that they were just, they gave up on the game uh, and they were just going to tank the rest of the game in a game that they really could have won a very, very messy game. If you watched it, 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 it was pretty hard to watch uh, turnovers and just, just very must messy football played by both teams, um, but especially, of course, the Eagles with Nate Sudfield um, throwing a pick and then dropping a snap and having two turnovers. Uh, but the Giants players and, and Joe Judges were pissed just because, um, of course, if the Eagles had won, then the Giants would have won the division um, and met, went to the playoffs. But I don't really know if that's the greatest thinking by the Giants, to be honest, because um, – they have the 11th pick right now in the draft, and if they had won the division, they would have had the 19th or 18th pick. Um, and obviously a 6-10 and 10 team isn't going to do much in the playoffs, particularly this Giants team, which is not very good. Uh, so I personally think that they should almost count themselves lucky uh, because just a team that goes 6-10 and 10 with, that has an 18th or 19th uh, draft pick and makes the playoffs. Uh, what kind of teams that? Uh, I, I just I don't think it would be in their best interest, and I think the their best interest would just would have just been how it is right now, uh, with them having the eleventh um, pick in the draft. Uh, but obviously, players and coaches they always want to win, so I can certainly understand their frustration with the Eagles, even though the Eagles specifically said they weren't tanking and they just wanted Sudfield to get reps uh, and no one's going to get punished for their actions. Um, but it, it's certainly an interesting headline. Uh, a few other things. Josh Jacobs was actually arrested after the game on, on a DUI charge. Um, I think he, he got into a minor car accident too. Uh, so that, that doesn't look too great. And then uh, Urban Meyer, people are arguing whether or not uh, he would be a good head coach. He's seeking a, over 10 million a year, I think. And the, the Jags seem to be a, a good spot for him. Um, but I'm not really sure if, if that is the, um, the best spot for him or if he would be even good. Because if you look um, at good college coaches coming to the NFL, most of the time they don't shape out. Obviously there, there's some that are good, but um, a lot of ex NFL players say that they, they wouldn't want to have, Urban Meyer as their head coach. Now he's only 56, but he does have health problems. And then just the transition from talking to um, 18, 19, 20 year olds to talking to, you know, older twenties and thirties. It's, it's certainly a lot different. Um, I'm not saying he couldn't make the leap, but I don't know if it's worth the uh, risk for the, if you're the Jags um, who just fired their coach uh, this morning, I believe. And uh, Elway is giving up his GM role 
which uh, is certainly good for the team. I don't really think he's been the greatest GM, especially when it comes to um, finding quarterback talent. Uh, but he'll still be with the team as some sort of an elevated role. Uh, the Chargers fired Anthony Lynn earlier, and some people thought he would stay because they they rolled out a, a four or five game win streak towards the end of the season. But um, he's gone after um, four or five years with the team, um, and I, I do think that is a good good direction for that team, and uh, that was a good decision. Um, Zach Ertz just retired after the game and, and, um, he was in tears. I just, you got to feel bad for the guy. Um, but I mean, that, that Eagles game was, was just truly, a, truly a mess all around. Um, onto some more headlines. The Bengals are going to stick with, with Zach Taylor, which, um, I mean, I don't blame him for having such a bad year this year. Joe Burrow went down. And then, you know, so the whole game plan just threw out the window, basically. You had to figure out something else. Uh, who knows if Joe Burrow had stayed with the team. They might have been a six- or seven-win team. You never know. It was all about developing Joe Burrow, developing his cast around him. Um, and they do have a pretty good supporting cast there. But you know, they, they had some injuries, and specifically, or specifically Joe Burrow. Um, but... We'll, we'll have to see once Joe Burrow comes back and, and hopefully Zach Taylor and him can can form some sort of a, a good winning relationship. As far as the MVP race, it's pretty much locked up that Aaron Rodgers should have it, um, especially since there's some headlines coming out that, that uh, Patrick Mahomes had 16 dropped interceptions this year, or maybe more because I, I think that came out in week 15 or so. Um, but 16 dropped in, interceptions, which is an NFL record. Uh, which is which is pretty crazy, and uh, obviously Rodgers probably got lucky as far as the amount of touchdowns he put up. But uh, I, I believe he's he's had the best season, um, and just how it's so incredible that he almost like a Brett Favre um, in the similar situation in in your thirties. You had two last few years were good or mediocre, and then all of a sudden you pop off, and it, it looks like you're twenty eight again in your prime. Um, and then this year, I don't know if it's the scoring or just bad defense, but they shattered the 2013 record. I mean, um, all throughout this year, teams have been giving up way more points um, than they, they ever have. They scored uh, a combined 12,692, and the previous record was uh, just under 12,000. Um, and, uh, I mean, nine teams averaged – 28 or more points a game. And that's just crazy. Um, Cause I uh, 10, 15 years ago, that, I mean, that, that would not have happened whatsoever. Um, it's just, it's been crazy. The amount of scoring this year and Derek Henry, of course, hit uh, 2000 rushing yards, which is so impressive. And, and just, I don't know if he can keep this up in a couple of years, especially with, with how much he has the ball and what that does to his body. But, I mean, he is built like an NFL linebacker. He runs like an NFL wide receiver with his 40 time, it seems like. Uh, and, and just he is just such a bowling ball. He will just truck anybody. Um, and I believe it's the first 2,000 receiving or rushing yard season since Adrian Peterson, which, which is an awesome group to have. And I don't think there's been more than nine or ten 
if that, uh, such seasons ever with 2,000 rushing yards. So um, I just, he is just one hell of a power back. Um, and then uh, it's going to be pretty interesting to watch some of the, these playoff games. Uh, the, the NFC, people, people are saying it, it, it obviously looks a little bit less than the AFC considering the Bears are in at 8-8 eight and eight and uh, Washington is in at 7-9. and nine. But um, it should be interesting as always. Maybe one, of, maybe the Bears or, or Washington can sneak an upset and uh, what a storyline that'll be. Um, but just, it's just been crazy. And, and then I think this was, uh, I mean, this was just insane, but Aaron Rodgers had more touchdown passes than the Packers had punts. And Rodgers had 48 and their punter punted the ball 46 times. And I'm not sure if that's done, has been done before. Um, but I mean, I, that can't have happened too many times. The Jets parted ways with Adam Gase, which is um, not shocking considering he went uh, nine and 23 in two seasons with the organization. And then plus he sort of screwed up the, their whole tanking. The last three games of the season, they acted like they were trying to win. Um, the Browns obviously finally made it first time since 2002. Uh, so, I mean, I'm a Steelers fan, but good for the Browns. Um, that city certainly deserved them or deserved it considering what they've watched on their television or in person for that many years, uh, just absolute garbage football teams. They definitely deserve to make the playoffs. Uh, although it would have been the most Browns thing ever if they had lost on Sunday and then missed the playoffs at 10 and six. Um, but then I think we're just going to go over uh, a couple regular season leader stats. Deshaun Watson had 4,823 yards. I mean, that's that's without D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins. Just It almost seems like he improved without him. Uh, now, I don't know if that's really true because their defense sucked and he had to throw the ball a lot. But, I mean, Deshaun Watson, like, get him out of Houston or uh, – I don't know. It's just it's just sickening that they, that they only won, I think, four or five games and – they would have had the three pick, but now the Dolphins had it. Dolphins went 10 and six. Like, I just, Bill O'Brien really screwed this team up. And uh, I really hope the Houston can get back on track. Uh, Rodgers, we already talked about, but he led the league at 48 passing touchdowns. Probably got a little lucky on a few of them, but it's Aaron Rodgers. We'll, we'll let it slide. Um, and Derrick Henry, 2,027 rushing yards, which obviously led the league. Stefan Diggs had 127 receptions and Xavier Howard had 10 picks, which I don't think that's happened in more than 10 years either. So uh, him and Derek Henry are, are uh, bringing back some good memories. And then TJ Watt led the league in sacks, quarterback hits and quarterback pressures. So he's probably winning uh defensive rookie of the year. And I mean, I am a Steelers fan, but, I mean, if you lead the league in sacks, defense pressures, uh, QB hits, um, pretty sure he was number two or three in, in TFLs. I mean, he's winning. Um, but it's just it's going to be interesting in what the Eagles do with that quarterback situation. Uh, they're not. They refuse to talk about Carson Wentz. 
but he's obviously getting traded. Uh, the really the relationship there is just not there. Um, I mean, it's, it fell off very quickly. I think he's making 20 or 22 million a year. So there's no way they keep him on as a backup. And then the fact that Doug Peterson insists that he was, was coaching to win and wanted Nate Sudfield in instead of Jalen Hurts uh, just makes you wonder, like, like what what is this team? What is this quarterback situation? Uh, like, do they actually believe in, in Jalen Hurts? He had two rushing touchdowns in the first half, but I think he threw – I just his throwing wasn't good that game. Um, but uh, are they going to go after a quarterback? It's just – It'll be interesting to see. Um, and then the the draft we the draft order the first few picks. Uh, it, it's the Jaguars, of course, uh, the Jets, and then the Dolphins, which would have been the Texans' pick, which just sucks so much for them. But then you got the the Falcons at four, the Bengals at five, and the Eagles at six. So in plenty of a good position to uh, take a quarterback. The Lions at seven, Panthers at eight, which actually surprised me because I. I don't know why I thought they were doing well. I guess they weren't, but like, you know, you see all the headlines of Teddy Bridgewater and then Mike Davis. But then of course, Christian McCaffrey was out for so much time. And then the Broncos at nine uh, and the Cowboys at 10. And this year, not unlike every year, but this year in particular, it seems like there is um, some seriously good quarterback prospects. Um. And, and there's just there's just so much speculation here. Um, like one of the most interesting ones I, I think is is Trey Lance. Um, like is he a really good prospect? He played in the FCS, so division um, I mean technically division one, but but not really. Uh, he doesn't play some other some of the good teams like uh, an SEC quarterback, which everybody seems to love uh, would play. But um, he threw, I believe, 28 touchdowns. His the the only year he started with no interceptions, and he also ran for 11 touchdowns and a thousand yards. Uh, he probably has the best arm strength of his class, uh, and with the athleticism, it really makes you think of of Josh and Josh Allen again. And then, what another thing that makes you think of Josh Allen is uh, he only or only 45 percent of his. Uh, Targets were, were um, I forget the proper terminology, but but accurate passes basically. Like that doesn't mean that he had forty five percent completion rate, but it means that oh he hit him in stride or he hit the left shoulder instead of the right shoulder or he, or he underthrew this one or he overthrew that one a little bit. But you know the receiver still can catch those, but in the NFL where the windows are smaller, uh, you want a guy that's more accurate. But what we learned again with Josh Allen is you can teach accuracy. And another important fact was that uh, the, uh, uh, his team, the, the Bison's North Dakota state, they averaged, uh, tw- they attempted 12 yards per play, I believe uh, per pass. Uh, so he's throwing the ball deeper than anybody else in his class. So he's, if he's throwing the ball deeper, um, you know, especially those, those 20, 30, 40 yard bombs that is going to hurt his accuracy numbers. So maybe in the NFL, um, like North Dakota state, they didn't, they didn't do any you know RPOs or screenplays. So if he runs some of those, 
Does his accuracy numbers go up? That's really the question. Is someone is someone going to risk it? Uh, I just think Trey Lance is just such an interesting prospect. But the Jaguars, I, I mean, at number one, they, they've got to go Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think I, I just I would highly doubt they they stick with Gardner Minshew. Like I like Gardner, your Gardner Minshew, but I like him as a backup. You, you know, like. Uh, like you've got to go with Trevor Lawrence. Everybody says he's, you know, this generational quarterback and the best prospect since Andrew Luck. I mean, he, he can do anything you want. Um, you know, he's accurate and mobile. You can make the throws that you want. Um, there's really not a downside. Like you can't in see it. You can't picture a downside with him. Um, Justin Fields. A lot of people want him to go number two to the Jets. Um, I could also see them. Them going with a uh, with Penai Sewell, the the tackle from Oregon, uh, who's one of the better tackles of you know the modern era as far as um, PFF grades go. But um, most people think that uh, Justin Fields is going to the New York Jets. Uh, he's got he's got some serious raw tools, um, and people were worried about his performance uh, against. Indiana, I believe, but then you saw him in the Sugar Bowl, and, and he was just electric. But one of the main things that people say about him is that he holds the ball longer than any of the quarterbacks in this class. In the NFL, you can't always do that. You've got to be able to transition between reads. But with his raw tools and his arm strength and his just athleticism, uh, something like staying in the pocket and pocket awareness and uh, you know transitioning between uh routes and just getting rid of the ball faster and i mean transitioning between reads that can all be taught and i hope he's not a bust i mean he's an ohio state quarterback so everybody wants to jump on the bus train but um he's he's from georgia uh not too far from where i live and uh you know saw him play in high school uh when i was in high school i think he's only a year older than me so gotta root for the guy um this has the Dolphins at number three, the, the Houston pick, picking up uh, Devontae Smith from Alabama, who has, I mean, it's incredible what he can do considering he's 6'1 and like 170 pounds. Like he's really skinny, but uh, AJ Brown, I think he was six foot 150 or 160. Uh, so just the fact that uh, Devontae Smith can do all of this and just be such a prolific uh, pass catcher. At this, at his size restraint, uh, if he bulks up, I, I mean, I think this guy is going to be a superstar. Um, uh, but I mean, this would also be cool because um, Tua could, you know, uh, throw the ball to his his ex teammate from Alabama. Um, and then Atlanta Falcons. A lot of people think they're going to take Zach Wilson, who would who would be the number one in a normal year. I mean, he really would, but just Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are just so captivating. But Zach Wilson has a, has a great arm. Um, he um, people really like him. Um, he's uh, I think he, uh, I've heard people say he's a little short or a little smaller. Uh, I don't know, I don't know how much he weighs, but but he's six three, so I whatever. He's pretty elusive. Uh, he, he, I've heard that he definitely has the ability to improvise on the fly. 
Um, but people question whether he has the raw tools uh, that a top 10 or top five quarterback should have. Um, so then I've, I've also heard the, uh, the Falcons going with Mac Jones, but, but he has problems uh, as well. Um, he has similar problems to Joe Burrow. Obviously Joe Burrow is a better prospect, but just similar that everybody knows that he doesn't have the greatest arm strength. Um, so his deep balls are going to be a little bit shorter or they're just not going to have the heat you want. But at uh, number five, uh, the Bengals, you know, they can take Penile Seawall, the offensive tackle from Oregon. And like I've already said before, he is graded out as one of the best, or if not the best tackle in the modern era. Um, and then uh, at number six, the, the Eagles. Uh, this says they're going to go with, with uh, the, the cornerback Caleb Ferry from Georgia Tech. Um, I could see a couple other routes, but I mean, Caleb Ferry is an, or Farley, I'm sorry, is a great player who opted out of the 20, 20 season. But I mean, he's a ball hawk. I mean, he, he can do it. He's definitely going to be a stud. Um, the Detroit Lions at number seven can go uh, Jamar Chase, uh, LSU, obviously a great wide receiver. Um, the the debate between him and Devontae Smith will undoubtedly um, go on for a while, similar to uh, this year with with you know Justin Jefferson and uh, Chase Claypool and, and uh, the Cowboys pick and it'll it'll go on for a while but just I could I wouldn't be shocked if Jamar Chase is picked over Devontae Smith but um, you know you never know what what, what a team sees what, what what their analysts see uh, number eight this says the Carolina Panthers going with Trey Lance which uh, is interesting I've heard I've also seen the, the Broncos going with Trey Lance. Um, I expect the Broncos to probably go with, with a number, with another, um, quarterback, uh, because Drew Luck is not it. I'm sorry, but he sucks. Uh, I said that at the beginning of the year, I still say that now he has arm strength, but that doesn't mean that he has good mechanics or good pocket awareness or good decision-making. Uh, I just, I, I, I don't see it. Um, really don't see it. Uh, and then the Cowboys, uh, they could go a receiver. Uh, they could also go an offensive tackle. Um, but, I mean, the Cowboys situation is interesting, and it certainly hinges on whether or not they plan to re-sign Dak Prescott. But um, we'll go over the rest of the list later um, or edit it in a future episode where we kind of deep dive into the prospects. But I just kind of wanted to go into the, the major – headlines over the last week of the season because there's always it's always good stuff that happens uh, or at least interesting stuff speculations uh off-season rumors draft picks yada yada playoff hopes um but that'll conclude the episode thank you guys for tuning in and i'll see you next time